Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Four Shot Podcast. This week we're doing confessions number two with some Reddit stories. Back at it again. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brockwood Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. Morgan, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cat mom. Uh, we got a lot going on, but I realized I threw my water bottle across the room, so I'm going to go grab that while you guys fill time. All right, time filling real quick. Um, it's slowly becoming hoodie weather. Like hoodie and crew neck, that season is upon us. I got up this morning and it was cold. It was like 56 out, which was like crazy. So shout out to the hoodies being able to be worn again. I have not been excited about this. Like I'm excited for fall weather, but just coming from Atlanta, I'm not used to it being this cold this quick. Mm, It is probably a lot colder up there right now than it is down here. Charlotte and uh, St. Louis have the same weather right now. Shout out. That's impressive. Yeah, that was the one thing when Anna was always like, we were trying to figure out where we're going to live at. And I was like, she was like, oh, but like, blah, blah, blah. It's like going to be too cold. And I was like, brother, you realize like St. Louis is like on par for some of these places like Charlotte. Yeah. And they don't, but they have more winter than we do. We don't really have winter. Y'all get a winter out there. But like who wants winter? You know? Yeah, you're right. Nobody should want winter. You know what? That's a hot take for one day. I think that... <laughs> Winter as a whole, adults do not want. I would be hard pressed to find an adult who enjoys winter. People are like, I'm, I like snow, and I'm like, yeah, you like it for like an hour, maybe a day, but you don't want to deal with the, you know, it's taking up spots on the road. You got to shovel it all. Like, no one wants to deal with that. And it looks nasty. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. People like the idea of snow and the application of it. I don't think they realize it. It's so annoying to drive on, especially if it gets like frozen over and shit. It's a whole issue. Nightmare. But like I said, we got a lot to get into before that. Just leave us a review up a podcast. Share the podcast with a friend. Trying to grow. Trying to get back. You know the vibes. Trying to do big things. Trying to bring good things to the people. Support us. Uh, who wants to start off with either a confession or a Reddit story? I say we let Morgan start. So it's a, am I the asshole for not replacing a broken phone? I, 30, take my son, one, to a local play, I think she meant to say playground, playground held at an indoor baby gym. Oh, I guess it was playgroup. But generally, it lasts about an hour and is a mixture of free play and structured activities. We've been going since my son was about six months. Problem. Yesterday, when we were at said playgroup, another mom who also comes quite often was off playing with her daughter, and I suppose left her belongings on an unsupervised bench. My son likes to cruise along edges, so was inching himself down the bench quicker than I could stop him. I honestly didn't even see the phone sitting there. He had grabbed the phone from the bench and flung it to the tiled floor. When the mom came back, I told her what happened, and she was furious. The phone is pretty badly cracked, but works, and she demands a replacement. It's an iPhone 14 Pro Max, so about $1,500. I would not agree to this and offered to get a screen replaced. She now says she plans on filing a police report. I told her she is more than welcome to, and if I'm legally obligated to replace it, I will. My thing is, I believe it's your responsibility to keep up with an uncased iPhone in a room with active babies and toddlers. It should have never been on the bench where anyone could have bumped it off. Am I the asshole for not replacing the other mom's iPhone 14? That's a tough one. Yeah. 
it's a tough one because like it just like it's her job to like watch her possessions it's your job to watch your kid so yeah like I gotta say you're an asshole i would say like i definitely wouldn't want to replace someone's phone if i were her but if like it was my phone that was broken i would definitely be like no bitch you need to replace my phone yeah Okay. Yeah, she's got to, because, yeah, I would definitely want my shit replaced, especially if it was your fucking badass, unwatched, unmonitored kid. <laughs> Get a grip, nigga. Right, and if something wrong goes like happens with the phone after the fact, like, let's say she did pay for um, her to get her screen replaced. If something else were to happen and the girl went to Apple to, like, use her warranty or something, they'd be like, no, you replaced the screen. So, like your warranty doesn't cover it anymore. So should we kind of be screwed that way? Yeah, like your forward thinking. Yeah, that lady's definitely an asshole. (laughs) Pay for the phone and teach your kid to keep his grimy fucking hands to itself. Right. The thing is too, like, she was like, I'll pay it if it like comes my way. It's like, all right, well, you're probably gonna be in the wrong here. So like, just chalk it up like are you just trying to save like a couple hundred bucks by i mean i guess i can't falter for that but like you clearly have no issue with paying if need be so it's kind of like what are we doing here yeah and it's awkward like if you guys both go to that play group all the fucking time like that's just awkward and now this lady's threatening to do like all this extra shit like go to the police like just pay it unless you're poor but if she's going to pay for the whole thing. If you're poor, you need even harder to learn how to watch your fucking kid. <laughs> you can't afford your kid to be working shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't even like that we're like, she was just even trying to blame her. Like, all right, it was on a thing. But like, let's say, she, I don't know, she got a phone call and then her kid did something. So she's just like, oh, let me put my phone down to pick up my kid. And then bop, bop, bop. Who knows? Wait, uh, could you repeat what you said? I was saying, like, if the the phone was on the bench, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So let's say, like, she was on her phone. Maybe she had a call or something, and then she put it down to go help her kid or something happened with her kid. Like, it's not like she just left it there, like, completely lazily. Like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like, who knows? Something could have happened. Yeah. She probably saw that a parent was sitting on a bench and was like, my shit should be safe here because her uh. She's watching her child. I'm sure she didn't think that, you know, the mom would not be quick enough to grab the son. Like, what do you mean? Like, your son's not that quick. Yeah, it's a child. He's one. He could barely probably walk. Yeah, he's probably crawling. (laughs) There's no way you couldn't catch that kid. All right, that was my first story, though. Okay, I got it. This is one I I found on uh, Polyamory Reddit. Um, I asked my husband to husband to open our relationship. He has been sleeping with transsexuals ever since, and I don't know how to feel. Sarsalis, <laughs> uh, it says, please, I'm not transphobic. I just don't know how to feel about, about this. Please read before downloading. My husband, uh, 45 and 49, I guess they are, and I opened our relationship a few months ago. Admittedly, he was opposed to it initially, but I managed to convince him of the benefits and how it would allow us to explore our sexual fantasy safely. I wanted him to experience more women because he lost his virginity me and has been faithful ever since. At least I believe so. But it's led to a very strange situation. 
We've been married since college, over 20 years, and in that time, my husband has always been a very reserved person. He knows how to please me, but he's never been a kinky person. He's romantic, and we have a healthy sex life, but he's never shown any kind of inkling of a kinky side. So when we open our relationship, I was expecting, or perhaps hoping, he would try and find his kinky side with other women. I thought maybe he was too afraid to open up to me. Turns out that is not the case. Because literally less than a week of our relationship being open, he slept with a young trans girl, early 20s, I think, without even attempting to hide it. He just acted normal and said it was something different. This was just the start. Every single week without fail, normally, (laughs) normally, several times a week, he has brought a young trans girl to our house to sleep with them. Not No women at all. He just keeps sleeping with young trans girls who always look like they are only above the legal age in our bedroom. The thing is, I have never considered myself bigoted against people for their sexuality, but this has me so confused about how to feel. He never showed any signs of attraction to trans girls, especially considering he's always been very conservative slash reserved. I want to yell at him and say, stop, why aren't you attracted to a woman like me? But I know that would be hypocritical of me. I've been so upset by this, I haven't even slept with anyone other than my husband since we opened our relationship. I keep maintaining this facade about how great it is, then find myself crying when he's gone. I start thinking that if he's not attracted to other women, he, he's probably not even attracted to me. Our children are also unaware how to feel about <laughs> Oh my god, the kids. They, they know? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, our children are also un- unsure how to feel about this entire ordeal, and I don't know what to tell them. Please, right now, I need advice. I shouldn't be so judgmental, but I'm so confused. Please don't hate me. That, I mean, when I saw that one, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, like one. No, that's crazy. Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Like, I, you should feel weird that he's only fucking trans people. No offense to trans people, but obviously he has a kink for dick. Um, also... <laughs> Why the fuck would your children ever know that you guys are in an open relationship? And why would they ever, like, know who is, like, being dealt with in the first I mean, place, if, too? if they're 45 and 49, like, you could have kids in college or, like, late high school. Right, but they shouldn't know, like, who you're fucking on the outside. Well, when he's parading young trans women around his, uh, <laughs> his household, <laughs> you're not hiding it. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I, I read that and I was kind of like, you hate to see it, like, you, you thought you were going to get something. And I don't know, like, I don't know what you can say whatever you want, like, you just wanted your husband to do some other stuff and explore, but like, I guess you can't be mad that, well, you could be mad, but, like, you hate to see that it didn't turn out the way you exactly planned it to happen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's weird, but, like, I feel like you would have an issue. I mean, it sounds like she would have an issue, even if it was a regular girl, because she's saying that even when he leaves, like, she cries. So maybe she should ask him about closing the relationship back up. It's always the, uh, I mean, I feel like it's the classic thing of, like, people who are reserved or, like, you see it so many times with, like, politicians who are, like, super anti-gay and then they, like, end up being gay themselves, like, that kind of stuff. Mm, I do be happening, it seems. Yeah, yeah she, he was just conservative with her because he really wanted dick. Oh. Yeah. 
I, I really don't know, but I just thought that was a really interesting one. I mean, probably like just also have a conversation at some point. Like, how long are you going to keep letting him just parade around trans girls into your bed and then you're crying as it's going on? Like, I don't. And I'm interested. Like, is he getting fucked, or is he doing the fucking, or is it? Come both? on, man. Them questions you just let me. <laughs> She wants all the details. Yeah, I like. She should definitely have mentioned that. Like, is he getting pegged? I need to know, because then he's definitely gay. There's no coming back. Did you think either of them? Did you think there was a chance he wasn't gay? <laughs> no, I mean I think he is, but maybe he could just be like a little bi. I don't know. Um, a little bi words that were never said. Like as long as he's doing the fucking. Well, what if they transitioned? Oh, they have a vagina. Uh, we don't need to get into that right now. It's crazy. We'll, we'll leave that alone. We'll leave that alone. You go next, Des. I'm going in blind. I wanted to experience this for the first time with everybody. I found a very good Am I the Asshole one, I think. All right. Um, it's a grown up with beef with a kid. You can't go wrong with those. <laughs> Am I the asshole for banishing my teenage daughter's friend? from our house because she made fun of my weight. <laughs> I, 37 female, have two kids with my husband, 41 male, a 14-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Our daughter has always been a little socially awkward to the point that we've had, to, we've had her tested. We suspected her of being on the spectrum. Turn out she isn't on the spectrum. She's just introvert. Damn, imagine your parents thinking you so lame they got you tested autistic. First off, that is not to me autistics are lame, but like they thought it was so awkward they tested you. Um, however, this year in school, we were thrilled when our daughter made a new friend her age since this is an area where she struggles. Long story short, she recently invited her new friend over with our approval to have dinner at our house and spend the night. My daughter's friend came over. My husband is usually the cook in the family, and this night was no exception. He made a really nice meal. During the course of meals, I asked my daughter's friend, are you enjoying the food? She responded, yes. Your husband is a great cook. No wonder you've ended up being a bigger woman. What? <laughs> the room got quiet for several moments. My husband tried to laugh it off and change the subject, but I wasn't having it. The girl had just leveled a completely uncalled for insult at me. My daughter's friends seemed to realize that she'd messed up, but she didn't say anything else. We finished an awkward dinner in mostly silence, and my daughter's friend did stay the night. This was a couple of months ago. Recently, my daughter asked if she could have her friend back over, and I told her, sure, if she's going to apologize for me, to me. When our daughter asked what I meant, I reminded her what she said. My daughter responded that it was over, and she didn't want to bring it up again. She then went to her father and asked. He said, sure, but she, she then told him what I said. He came to me and said just felt awkward and try to make a joke it didn't land for the sake of our daughter you can't just let it go i could but the thing is i just want an apology from this girl i need to see that she can understand how rude she was before i can get on board with her and my daughter hanging out my husband says that i'm being weird for insisting on an apology from a 14 year old especially since that girl is such a good friend of our daughter i think it's weird that i'm still waiting for an apology from that same girl seriously that's all I need. I just need to know that any friend of my daughter is willing to own up to her screw-ups. Um, wait, what did she say to the mom again? Um, she, at, she said her husband was a good cook. No wonder you're so big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, 
it, I think it's weird to be harboring feelings of what a 14 year old says to you for that long. I mean, if she comes over, maybe you just say something to her and be like, I don't appreciate what you said. It made me feel some type of way and see how she responds to that. And then like kind of see how you want your daughter to have a relationship with her. But it's fucking weird. Yeah. To, a 14 year old like it's not like she brought her college friend back who's like 20 and said something like that the girl's in high school yeah you probably kind of like the husband said it was a joke that didn't land you probably have to just chalk it up to like whatever because this was months ago you probably need to say something like in the moment like hey i didn't like that let's try to be nice or something because months later, being like, oh, you remember that time you called me a fat bitch? It's going to seem like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, as someone who definitely throughout their life has made jokes and they have not landed, it kind of is what it is. But also, like, if you didn't get the apology that night, you're probably definitely not getting it three months later. Yeah, and like, <laughs> honestly, is she fat? Like, maybe she's just self-conscious, and that's why she's still, like, pissed off about it. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, like... She's just mad because she was right. <laughs> okay. This one's a bit long. Dad didn't approve of my career choice, so I got promoted and took his money. I've worked for the same restaurant chain since I was legally allowed to work at 16. At first, it was just a part-time job to make money while in high school. At 18, I ended up transferring to a location just a few hours away where I was going to college and got promoted to supervisor. After a semester, I ended up dropping out of school due to effects it was having on my mental health. I've never been very motivated by money, just want to pay my bills and have a simple life with good friends and family nearby. So I decided to stick with this company and continue to work my way up until I can manage my own location. Ever since I dropped out of college, though, my dad took every opportunity to try and persuade me to do something more serious with my life. He's always been very motivated by money, so it's hard for him to understand why I don't feel the same way. Which I could understand to some extent, but after two years of every single conversation with my dad ending in an argument over my career choice, it had ev- heavily impacted our relationship. It's very demanding or demeaning being constantly reminded that you're wasting your life or not being responsible, even though I was in my own apartment with my own car at just 18 years old. We didn't have a healthy relationship to begin with, so this added disagreement just made me even more resentful. So one day, I finally had the opportunity to move out of state where a lot of my extended family lived, along with being promoted to assistant manager at this new location. When I told my dad this, he begged me to look for another job. He said he was embarrassed by my profession and wished he could post about my accomplishments like my siblings. He ended up offering me $2,000 if I found a job that would pay me $14 an hour or more. Generous, yes, but I'd rather have a dad who supports me or at least doesn't belittle me, you know? Anyway, I texted the manager I had been in contact with about my transfer to ask if we could discuss my pay. I convinced her to increase the offer from $13.75 to $14.25. I told my dad I had gotten an offer for more than $14 and asked for the $2,000 as it was time for me to put my um, deposit slash first rent for my new apartment. He said he eventually, he said he would eventually, but that technically never clarified when he would pay me. 
He had plenty of money, but was always stingy with it. I asked him, or I told him I'd ask my grandma for a loan since he wasn't following through, and I'd use his money to pay her back eventually. Of course, he didn't want our family to know he was being an ass, so he sent the money. Afterwards, he asked me about my new job, to which I said, I'm not getting a new job. I'm just getting a raise. I could hear the steam coming out of his ears. He started yelling and demanding I send the money back. But I told him, well, you're right. You never clarified when you'd have to pay up, but you also never clarified that the wage I needed had to come from a different job. I hung up and kept the money. We didn't talk for a while and still hardly talk now. Edit. A lot of you seem very concerned about the wage, which I understand as I didn't clarify when or when this was taking place. This is about eight years ago, and for the fourteen twenty-five for assistant manager was a decent wage. Not great, but paid my bills and allowed me to save as well. As far as my current profession, I took temporary leave of absence to help my mom care for my stepdad, who's currently in physical rehab. I'll be returning to work in October, and don't worry, I am manager now and make twice as much as I did as an assistant eight years ago. Might not feel like a success for others, blah, blah, blah. Um... But basically, she claims her dad is neglectful and abusive uh, verbally. So she does not regret taking his money. I don't hate it. I kind of I kind of respect the game. I mean, the dad was kind of being a dick. And if you can play the game and they were technically right on a technicality of words, like it is what it is now. I mean, this gets a whole thing of like, you want to have family beef over two grand. But I don't think they were had at least at this time a good reconcilable relationship, and I don't think either of them were going to give into that. So, yeah, Chalk it I up mean, to the game. if she's paying her own fucking bills, like has her own car and her own apartment, doesn't even live with the dad, I don't see why he's so pressed about her job. But also, I could see why he would want her to be making like more than fourteen dollars at a chain restaurant. That eight years ago, though, that's good money to eight years ago. Not if no, you have that many bills, though. Bills were cheaper eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they're going to work you to the bone at any any restaurant. You're working crazy hours. Yeah, so I mean, I could see why he would... If he maybe structured it like he wants better for her rather than uh, you're embarrassing me, it probably would have landed differently. Yeah, because I mean... At the end of the day, like, I think it is hard for people, like, including myself, like, sometimes think, like, you know, I'm like, I want to make a good amount of money and do the least amount of work. Like, that. that's always the dream. It's always the goal. But, like, some people just don't care about money and just, like, want to be happy or enjoy their job. So, like, I can't be mad at that. Like, that's really what they want to do. Yeah. I was literally just talking about that earlier. I support that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> No happiness for real. What the fuck? And definitely, if I could have finessed a raise to get the two thousand, I would have done the same thing. I also would have felt guilty doing that to my parents, though. Guilt? What the fuck? Get your lip back. <laughs> yeah, well, my parents wouldn't have like done it like that. I mean, it was kind of funny that she was like, "Oh, just ask grandma for two thousand dollar loan," and he's like, "All right, hold on, fucking relax. I'll send the two grand." <laughs> right. <laughs> Got it. Gotta play the game. Gotta play the game. Um, I got a quick one for you guys. Uh, this is from a wedding photographer. Earlier, the, earlier this summer, I shot a wedding. My typical se- second shooter couldn't make it, so I found someone else who I felt did a good good job. Anyway, her and I did the wedding, and everything seemed business as usual. Photos were edited, delivered to the client, all was good. 
Then this morning, I got an email from the bride. She she was wanting a refund because the lady I had hired as a second shooter for the day ended up sleeping with her husband at some point after the wedding. And she also included photos from his phone to prove it. (laughs) I haven't responded yet, but what's the best thing to do here? She hired me for a job, and the job was completed, and the product was delivered. But I also feel like this would be as if I were a professional dog walker who walked a dog's client and then came back and shot it later. Uh, top comment was, offer her a discount on her next wedding. The The husband texted her? No, like the, the bride, I guess, found out that the husband was sleeping with the second shooter and like sent her an email and like photos of it to like prove it. Damn. That's not really her fault. I mean... I would definitely yeah. have a talk with the person I work with, though. Well, I think that was like a one-off. So I think like you're fine there because she said like her normal person couldn't be there. But I was like, I don't like, I like she said, I did a job. I sent it. Like everything was good. The second shooters happened to sleep with their husband. Those seems like kind of different areas of, you know, professionalism. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do about that? Should choose a better husband. Yeah. Choose a better husband. Be for real. Well, like, I mean, what is what would the lady expect the photographer to do? Yeah, I was like, you want a refund, like, on what? Yeah, I'm I'm not refunding you because someone else is a hoe. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I don't want one. I've been cooking it up. Can never go wrong with an SO situation. Am I wrong for wanting my roommate significant other to come over this? My roommate started dating their girlfriend about two months ago. Pretty much since then, she's been over here four to six nights a week. That's crazy. I mentioned after the first two weeks that I didn't mind her coming over. However, I wasn't comfortable with her frequency of staying here, and I thought we came to an understanding. It's only gotten worse. She hasn't left the house in a week and a half. She showers here regularly, long showers too. Does her laundry here. She loves going hog wild on the detergent I pay for Uses my utensils and doesn't wash them. I'm autistic and I'm very specific about which cutlery I use to the point where it'll bother me and I won't even eat. Buys whatever groceries she wants and stores them in our fridge and cooks whatever she wants without cleaning the dishes afterwards. We live in a house with two bedrooms, one bathroom, and one kitchen. So things are cramped as it is without a third person here too. Don't get me wrong. I get along great with her and all three of us will hang out together every so often. But it's getting to the point where I constantly feel like I'm third willing in my own home because it's becoming too much. I asked my roommate today when she's going to come home so we can have a private chat. And they informed me she's staying here until at least Tuesday. It's currently Friday and she's been here for over 10 days straight already. I honestly think she's over here so much she should be paying part of the rent or at least utilities. I'm scared that I'm soon going to snap and this is going to end up as a fight which I desperately want to avoid. Am I just whiny or am I justified? I have guests over two. However, it's a max of twice a week and never overnight. <sighs> My initial take, I hear a lot of these roommate beefs. It's hard to tell a grown-up who they can't have over and when they can't have over. So I don't get in the back and forth of who can come over, when they can come over, how long they can stay, none of that. But I do think it needs to be very clear. If this nigga staying the night here half the month, they cutting in on this drink. That's how it's got to go. Or you at least need to tell them or remind them, because I'm sure the roommate knows that you are autistic. Like, they're very particular about their things. 
which isn't the roommate's problem at the end of the day but if it's like knives and stuff that she's using and not cleaning up then you should be able to tell your roommate like hey if she's gonna use my stuff she needs to clean it it's not my job yeah i mean i think that's always like a classic issue with anybody having people over like you just have to be super respectful and like I think you have to almost like try to not be a nuisance. Like you want to be almost overly nice. So people don't have a reason to hate you. Cause I feel like if you're coming over like this at four to six times a week, like you're basically a fucking roommate at that point. Like you gotta be paying rent bills, like shit. Like people are going to look at it like that. Or at least, yeah, you mean you, uh, uh-uh, there is no, at least you need to be cleaning and paying bills. She been there for 10 days straight. I agree. I agree with that. But I'm saying, like, at the very least, like, why are you not fucking cleaning after yourself? Nah, I'll take the money at the very least. Leave the kitchen dirty. The fuck? Because you're going you gonna to have to clean the kitchen at some point because we're going to run out of dishes. You got to carry your weight. When, you, when you're coming over, you got to carry your weight for sure. There's just no way, no answers or buts about it. Like, you are you living like that at home? You can't be. And if you are, I feel bad for whoever you're dating. This is ultimately the roommate's fault. Because, um, like, y'all should have had an understanding beforehand that, like, hey, yo, like, your girl, your man, they cool or whatever, but, like, they don't live here. So let's not get it twisted. True. I couldn't imagine having a roommate and having a significant other that often over. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That, that's a lot. I mean, like I said, but you're basically living there. Like, what's the difference? They probably see you mm-hmm. as much as they see their roommate. 10 days straight and they weren't leaving until Tuesday. That's 13 straight days. You've damn near been there for two weeks. You might have, in that time frame, there's a chance you were there more than the person who actually lives there. Because if I stepped out for one night during that two-week period, you was at my house more than I was. You got to pay half the rent. I mean, that's half the yeah. money. That shit's always crazy to me. I don't get why people, like, I don't know what world people are living in where they think they can just like go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's seems- uh, be for real. Lame. Ugh, it's got me irritated thinking about it. Um, this is from Unpopular Opinions. I don't know if we talked about this, but you definitely were the one who put me onto this before. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, I don't believe in congratulating people who've gotten sober. Have we talked about that? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it like in full capacity, but I think I've touched on it. Yeah, like someone said, to me, it doesn't make sense. You were causing, <laughs> you were the cause of your life and possibly others' biggest problem. I'm not going to congratulate you. You learn to stop doing that. I think the level-headed people who don't get caught in downward spiral, terrible choices, and self-harm deserve, deserve more congratulations. I 1,000% agree. Um, people think I'm an asshole when I say it, but like, I do not give a fuck about nobody's sobriety. Why am I talking about your sobriety? There's niggas who've been sober their whole life and weren't meth heads, but I'm congratulating you, you former fucking meth head, for no longer being a meth head. Like, be for real. What? Do we congratulate murderers for no longer being murderers? Like, come on. Yeah, it's rehabilitation. Yeah, no chance. I believe in congratulating people for getting over an addiction. I bet you believe in participation trophies, too. I I I have the same joke lined up. I'm sorry. The congratulations for being sober is, like, literally the equivalent of a participation trophy. Well, I mean... I don't know about congratulating, but being proud of someone, which I feel is like almost the same thing. Um, proud of. 
yeah for being an addiction not an addiction i think it depends on the addiction though can i be proud of somebody who already let me down and was addicted yeah oh your niggas is too loose with your <laughs> nigga like me i cannot be proud of you from becoming someone who was in the gutter at some point you can't be proud of them for getting out the gutter fuck no you put yourself there that is not noble of you you not you didn't do something honorable only if you were born in the gutter can you be i guess in your mind you can only be appreciated for getting out of it at that point yeah because the, the other point is like you put yourself in that situation and now we're like clapping for you getting out of that's crazy I mean, it seems crazy to me. I mean, some people like Morgan are cool with participation trophies, but nigga like me. Not participation trophies. Yeah. <laughs> We're congratulating him for participating in life the sober way. Like, come on. Yeah, but it's all verbal. That's even worse. I guess you've never known someone with addiction. No, I've known some people with addictions. I just was never like, oh, damn, by the way, I'm proud of you for beating it. Because, like, what the fuck, nigga? You was, you was an addict last year. I'm not, the fuck? You've had oh, someone over. super close chip. to you have an addiction? Yeah, I've had some, like, close family members have addictions. It's, that's on them. They gave them. Nobody forced that shit on them. So I'm not going out of my way to be like, oh, damn, congratulations. You really need that shit. That shit's weird to me. There's, there's better things I can waste my time congratulating niggas on. I mean, it takes you two seconds to congratulate someone. It's not like it's going to take you hours. I'm running out of two seconds as we speak. You think the, you think I got unlimited two seconds? I don't. But it's cool. You are allowed to be the participation king here. Uh, I'll take it. This one is from Confession. Uh, my girlfriend said I'm not affectionate enough, so now I treat her like my dog. Uh, I rarely show emotion. I'm very reserved and level-headed, so my emotions, whether positive or negative, rarely spike too much. But I love my dog more than anything or anyone she gets more life and emotion out of me than anyone my girlfriend recently sat me down and told me she needs more affection she knows i don't wear my emotions and that generally includes her uh even though she knows i love her i'm not handsy i kiss when appropriate and i let her know i love her when it's appropriate since that talk i've been thinking of my affection for her like i do my dog i get super excited (laughs) to see her like my dog does when i get home my dog constantly wants scratches, so I always give her rub, or I always rub her shoulders, or play with her hair, or have my hand on her thigh. I love when my dog gets kissy and playful, so I get kissy and playful with my girlfriend the same way. My dog loves when I give her <laughs> new toy or treats, so I have little gifts and snacks to give her uh, when the mood strikes. What a difference. My girlfriend loves it. And it's easy for me because I literally just treat her like my dog, but without the baby voice. It's renewed our passion, and she is so, so happy and can't understand how I turn my emotions around so easily. <laughs> is that big brain, or are you, like, kind of an asshole for that? No, like, you suck. It's not even your ass. <laughs> you just, like, suck. Like, <laughs> what? It's not even you suck. You might, like, be stupid. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I think that's hilarious. But, I mean, if it works for them... There's no way that works. Well, I didn't even catch the TLDR. It said TLDR. My girlfriend wants more attention. I just do things to her the way I do to my dog because I love my dog more. Like, God damn. I feel like at some point she's going to catch on. It's not going to be like 
very soon. But there's going to be something that, like, you do or a pet name, you call your dog and you start calling her it or something. She's going to catch on and it's going to look weird. Because then, like, when she's got to tell her friends about this, you're going down in that group chat, buddy. Yeah, someone's going to connect the dots of, like, yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. I was no, like, that's like, weird. Like, what the fuck? I'm worried about him. <laughs> in his mind, he has it all figured out. Just treat the girlfriend like a dog, and I'm good both ways. I wonder if he tells her that she's a good girl. Well, like, they love that. You know that. I know. <laughs> I was like, maybe I want to be treated like a dog. Jesus. Yes. We already got one. We already got one. Oh, Get rubbed. You're called a good girl. You feed me all the time. You give me treats. Seems like girls might just want to be treated like dogs nowadays. <laughs> no, the nasty ones do. <laughs> little role-playing wear a collar <laughs> yeah, no no who's next who's on next? um no nah, i think you can hit the i don't have any more you can hit your topic or the top five what was the top five top five basic tattoos oh i, I don't even got a list but i can give it to you easy um any colored sleeves what whether it's legs whether it's arms i just think colored tattoos are so wet so you're a black I, and gray kind of guy no i'm just a black kind of guy like that <laughs> color shit looks like tacky to me for some reason uh, well not for some reason it's tacky that's the reason <laughs> um, flowers we know i'm not a flower guy so flowers get rid of them and get rid of them um any tattoo that you can go into the tattoo parlor and like point to in the book i want that get me for real like where is the creativity there Wow. Um, yo, I hate this. Any R.I.P. If you tattoo R.I.P. anybody on your body, get a grip. Like, <laughs> get a fucking grip. <laughs> it's my favorite so far. <laughs> um, and then the last one. This is tough because I don't know whether to go up to the girlies or the guys. But I'm going to say any barbed wire tattoos. Like, have you seen the niggas who get, like, barbed wire fits? Don't let me say niggas. It's usually white boys who get that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck does this barbed wire represent? I'm not going to lie. Not. I didn't know that was still a thing. Yeah, they be doing that still. I'm like, what, the, what is this? I think that was, like, a 90s, 2000 thing. I seen a shorty with a barbed wire bracelet tattoo the other day. And I was like, this is, like, whack. No. Um... I said tribal tattoos, Chinese symbols. Um, if you get your fucking last name tatted on you, I automatically lost so much respect for you. Because, like, what? You, you just want to show off your last name? It's probably not even that great. Um, <laughs> and then when people get tattoos of celebrities, that's fucking weird. You, you probably have issues. Um, and then getting someone's name tatted on you who's like not in your immediate family or um, like just someone that you know who's alive still oh that's freaking weird I, I have a question for your number three of the last names is there any like what would be a fire last name to get tattooed on you none I wouldn't do it just no tattoo. I've seen I've seen like this one guy, he had a tattoo of like his family crest. Mm. Which I was like, okay, that's fine. But 
this guy I know, I'm not going to say his last name, but it it's tatted on his um like shoulder, his back shoulder is like like you guys know what I mean, like a cross. Yeah. And it's like so stupid. I might be an asshole, but like if you even know your family, Chris, like you said. <laughs> the tattoo on like the the last name across the back almost just makes me feel like you didn't make it to the league, but you like you always wanted the jersey. The so jersey, that's what I was tattoo. thinking. <laughs> and he definitely did it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> He played football, I guess, in college, and they got hurt for basically the entire career of his football career. Hmm. Yeah. I hate to see it. <laughs> uh, my number one was a lion with a clock tattoo. I feel like that's just a classic thing that a lot of people would get, a lot of guys specifically. Uh, number two, the infinity symbol. Class lion. Yeah. Um, number three, I feel like there was a big phase where everybody was just getting like black trees, like within their tattoos, like on their arms or something like classic, just bad tattoo look. Um, number four, there was also a big phase where everybody was just getting like some type of cloud tattoo, like on their chest related with other things. Super basic. Um, number five, I'm going to slander myself just getting an eagle tattoo, real basic move, real basic. I yeah. hope nobody is getting an equal tattoo. Gotta get the birds. Go birds. Fuck no. Um, any honorable mentions? Butterflies. Yes. Roses. Stars and arrow. I remember oh. when girls used to get arrows all the fucking time. It'd be like a uh like a wrist tattoo. Praying hands, lying. <laughs> like everybody's got that. And then any quote that's like more than a sentence. Like if you were if you wrote two to three sentences on your body, it's like what the fuck are you doing? Bro, people I got a whole some, script on their arm. I seen somebody it's literally a, me. I, <laughs> I seen somebody with a tie, a thigh tat, and they had like a whole page of their favorite poem. And I'm like, this shit is whack. What about those uh they were a little thing for a while where people get like a feather tattoo that then turned into other birds? Oh my god, yeah. I have a feather yeah. tattoo too. Oh, Morgan, you got it. All real way. I know. <laughs> Any like finger tattoos, like get away from me because I feel like that's becoming popular. I Bro, love finger tattoos. The, the mustache on their their little in, on the finger. Oh, that was at least funny. I, I got a chuckle. I like that. That one, you're like, ah, you know, I, I let it slide. Yeah, that one. That got a giggle. Oh, when people get like their wedding ring tatted, I'm like, mm. oh. Yes, like just fucking cheat. Damn. <laughs> we have to have a discussion at some point, uh, a topic about like, why is it that once men put a wedding ring on, like, girls will just want to fuck them 20 times more? Because girls is nasty. They're promiscuous. They're nasty. Tell them, Morgan. If I see a wedding ring, it's an automatic no for me. I wish that was true. I've never talked knowingly to mm-hmm. a married person. Uh, that was a good save. <laughs> As you, you got some stuff for us. First off, terrible Monday. Terrible Monday. Hope the Monday tighten. Hope the week tightens up. Um, first off, I was very tired last night. I had a great Three Monday. Th- Shut up, nigga. 345 comes fast. 
So, wreck at work. Hate to see it. Um, new driver and a brand new truck, 2024. So, like, he's Ooh. fucked for sure. That's going to kill their insurance. So, that's on them, though. Um, so, bad start to the day. And that means I've got to be out there longer when I usually like to return home, get a little nap in for a little bit before, like, the real work and meetings kick in. Couldn't do that. Um, had to get that stuff situated, talk to the cops, get them a new truck out there, all that bullshit. Get home at, like, 1030. Tons of fucking work today. I already had so much I needed to do on Monday because it's just a bad week. And then fucking finally sent an offer to Shorty to come take this job last week. I knew I knew something wasn't right because she was eager for it. She was hungry for it. And then, like, after we sent her, after we offered her, she, like, accepted it. And she was like, yeah, like, I'm going to get this over to you as soon as I get it. And then, like, the next day I see my our team sent her her shit. So I hit her and I was like, hey, yo, like, what's good? You got that coming our way? And then she didn't answer. And then the next day she hit me and she's like, oh, sorry, I was out of town. My phone doesn't let me sign. When she said that, I knew she was lying. It was like, you know how many apps you can get to sign a document on your phone? Like, come on now. You don't need to print that shit. You're not dumb. So I knew something wasn't right. I almost had a, I got a feeling that like she was holding out to hear back from somebody else. Cause I had my first interview with her like two weeks ago. So didn't love the fact that we took this long to close. And then today she hit me with this long bullshit ass bullshit about how like due to career opportunities and where she sees her career going, she's going to take a different opportunity. But that shit had me so fucking irritated. I would have rescinded the offer a week ago. You said what? I would have rescinded the offer a week ago. No, we just sent to the offer on Friday. Oh. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was irritated because, like, I went through, like, 18 different people, one, and then I had to do rounds of interviews. And, like, she really fit what I needed. She knew a lot of shit. She was qualified. She had a good attitude. Seemed like she was down to do this shit and within the pay range that I'm willing to pay her. So not only did I lose her on that, and I've got to continue and restart this search, but that now means all of this work I was ready to offload onto her, I've got to continue to do, which is tiring. So I'm not getting any let up on that. And my boss is fuck with me, but I can sense it. Like they was on some like this nigga done really wasted our time. Cause I'm the GM. I got a director of operations who's very busy. I also had her meet with the owner who is super busy. So you could you got the vibe when I hit them niggas and told them like, hey yo, like she turned it down. Yeah. The vibes in the group chat changed. <laughs> them niggas look awesome. Yeah, you definitely wasting my fucking time. I can see how they can be mad at you, but I think it's irrational. Like you can only control so much. Like if you if they were giving you every sign that they were like excited, ready to go, blah, 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 like, and then they fucking pull out, like can't that, that's not and then it's not on you but they're definitely gonna be like this motherfucker can't close like yeah we're done with it if i'm being honest it was them they fucked it up i was ready to hire her like 10 days ago but they was like let's get on another call my boss was like let's get on another call and then it took him like four days to get it because he was busy in boston and then like he was like i want to get on a call with the owner too and that took like two or three more days so like we had a real good interview 10 days ago 
And then we had three more, and I was like, bro, this is getting like. Oh, that's too many interviews. I was like, this is getting redundant. Like, let's just give her an offer. So I think we lost her because of that. And then I also think we lost her because, like, she did. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm open. But she was like, yeah, my ideal work day is like a. Eight to four, eight to five. I said, Shorty, we get to work at five. And like <laughs> if you were at five, you might be late. Um, well, I mean, honestly, it's probably better that it took so long because maybe she would have signed with you guys and then two weeks later she would have gotten the job offer that she ended up choosing, and then you'd have just wasted all your time with HR, getting her onboarded, and then she would have been like, Actually, I'm out. Yeah, that's pretty much what my boss was saying. He was on some, well, let's restart this process. I'm not mad it worked out this way. Let's just make sure we go slow and steady and get the right person in here. And I was like, nigga, slow and steady means that I'm working like 16-hour days someday. And I told you, niggas, that's why I left DHL. I'm not going back to 60-hour days. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're a GM, they should give you a little more like trust and responsibility and like, the hiring and if it doesn't work out then it's on you but holding up the process doesn't help anybody their problem is they're like this is how we do business and we're a team and we're like a family so i want to we all get introduced before hiring on and they do this in every avenue and i'm like bro like one is not necessary and then two if you don't like me it don't matter because like nigga you can you can hire me i'm gonna get hired somewhere else but that's that's low-key intimidating to some people. Like, three rounds of interview, and then you got to talk to your boss's boss. You got to talk to your boss's boss's boss. You got to talk to the owner. Like, what are we doing all this for? Yeah, that, that is a lot of a lot in the hiring process. They talking to niggas they will never talk to. Like, that's crazy to me. All right. Uh, anything else we're wrap this thing up? I don't really – that was really the, the big gist of it for real. All right, let's hit some music and TV recommendations. TV, um, Kitchen Nightmares is about to return, so I'm awaiting that. I thought it was last week, but it doesn't seem to be last week or this week. Damn. And music-wise, jeez, I ain't really been listening to music, so I'm going to just give two TVs. The next TV wreck is going to be Tough as Nails, the reality blue-collar TV competition show. What? What the fuck is that? They bring in like blue collar workers from all over America, and then like they compete to see who's the most blue collar. <laughs> Jesus, I fucking love it. Love everything about that. Um, TV for me is gonna be Suits, mm-hmm. and song wise, Slime You Out. Dude, I was I'm a fan of that. Uh, fan of that song. I feel like if that's gonna be the vibes we're getting from the Drake album, might be absolute fire. I agree. I feel like he's going to have a lot of different artists and kind of, yeah, same kind of. Yeah, I'm big off, big off Aubrey, but like, is Chance ever dropping that album? Bro, Chance has been teasing this album for like over a year. Like, I don't think he's made a single song. Like two or two and a half. Yeah, I guess when you get slandered for talking about your wife so much, it's harder to make another album because you just know you're going to get slandered for talking about your wife some more. <laughs> yeah. Um, TV wise, I'm just going to also go with suits because I can't think of what I've been watching because the moving process has been a bitch. Oh, that's my thing. If anybody has any moving tips, tricks, etc., please let me know because this shit is stressful and annoying already. When is the move? Uh, we move at the end of this month. What do you need tips oh, on? Like 
dude, we're just we're in the middle of packing, and then we got a the, the bitch is going to be packing everything and loading in the truck. That's that's where we're at. Yeah. Are y'all like renting? A, how did we already secured a place, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have more furniture than you need for the place? You have less furniture than you need for the place. I think we're gonna be getting rid of furniture here and then buying some stuff there that we so you should start selling on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, that's what I think to the rest of today is gonna be is trying to get rid of stuff. Definitely so. I was gonna say if you're not selling and you're taking like things like bids and shit, hit up like a moving company, but not like one of those like moving moving companies. Like hit up like a independent contractor who like moves for either like rent a center or like small places like not small but like places like that because them niggas drive for a living like six seven hours to do deliveries so moving a house they do that shit with ease in no time and they do it for the cheap like i got guys now since like we move furniture these niggas on the weekends help move people's houses they move like four-story houses for like 125 dollars a day that's insane yeah and they'll do like three or four houses because they do this for a living, so they're real good at it. Hmm, might to see. Might make my life easier. Just have them move all the stuff and load it up. Truly, and then you don't got to drive it. You don't got to worry about renting this shit. Come on now. Yeah, and there's like an app. I'll have to find it. But you can literally find someone who will literally work for no money, but you can just <laughs> hire them to help you move. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so any listeners as well, any tips, tricks, etc. Greatly appreciated. Label your shit, bro. Oh yeah, for sure. Can like and stick to the labels. I've said that for two moves now, and it hasn't <laughs> happened once. Because it gets to the point where like you just see a box and you just start putting shit in it. It's like fuck it. But then when you're trying to like unpack and look for something, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, we were we were doing a bunch of clothes yesterday that like obviously you're just not gonna wear in the next two weeks, and I was like trying to keep a lot of stuff the same, and then it just got to a point where I was like, well, I can't throw that because I gotta I gotta use it, so I just started throwing random shit in boxes. Yeah, that's a process. Uh, music wise, Zach Bryan self titled album, Zach Bryan, give it a listen if you haven't. Zach Bryan, great artist for sure. Uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A, leave us an Apple Podcast, leave us on Spotify, share the podcast with a friend. Greatly appreciate you for listening. Back next week. Peace.